1: lightness and heartfelt
0: shares. Well, thank you for being here with us and thank you for tuning in to another episode of our Untaming Femininity podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Claire-Yvonne Nesbit, And Claire-Yvonne is an executive and life coach. And she has a transition having changed her whole life in less than two years. And she loves deep personal work so she can serve her clients powerfully and go wherever they need and want to go. A very warm welcome, Claire Yvonne. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. It's, I'm very excited enjoy, and it feels very joyful to be here.
1: Oh, there's a lot of joy in the space right now. A very warm welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, we're super curious, as we know, Claire Yvonne, that you've been on quite a journey into transformation in your life. Like, where did that all begin? Oh, gosh. Well, I guess, truthfully,
2: about four and a half years ago when I got my first coach. Um, That is actually where it began. Uh, A wonderful lady called Sally was my first ever coach and that was the journey to finding coaching which led me to becoming an accredited coach, led me to leaving my career of 20 years in oil and gas and being a scientist as a geologist and corporate world to setting up my own business, uh, which led me to doing a load of healing work, which led me to leaving my husband about two years ago. I told him I was leaving. And yeah, so I've been on a journey that led me then to changing my name from Claire to Claire Yvonne and now my maiden name went back to Nasebit. And I'm now um, in Croatia. I mean, I live in have a house in Scotland, but currently I'm in Croatia. I've just been in Romania. I spent the last year in Mexico, Albania, um, Montenegro. I've been basically doing the opposite to everyone else, literally traveling during the pandemic. And it's been awesome. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Wow, I'm impressed,
1: honestly. (laughs) How did you make that happen?
2: Uh, Following my intuition, following my heart, um, I basically, I guess being courageous and and going for it. And uh, last, so two years ago, last September, I basically went back to Croatia and then my return flight got cancelled. So I decided just to stay um, and then was doing some training in Albania, so decided to, the only way to get to Albania was the, or the easiest and most direct was to get a, a private hire car to Montenegro. I had a week in Montenegro and then got a private hire car to get me over to Albania. And then I was like, fancy somewhere warm for Christmas and New Year, so I picked West Coast of Mexico and um, headed <laughs> headed west. And you, there are certain countries you can go to that you don't need to have vaccine or you can get in with a pcr or a, even a, um or even a just a normal test so yeah it is possible to travel at the moment if you want to
1: <laughs> and i seem again as eyes lighting up right now because i know there is one part of all of that that she is dying to ask you about Claire <laughs>
0: We didn't say it before, but I'm originally from Albania. So you're talking to my heart now, you know, you're you're talking oh. to home, you know, and all that region is home.
2: Wow. Um, so I spent I spent six, seven weeks in Albania in the last year. And I we were in mostly in Golem in a in a hotel there doing training, intensive training with this gentleman called Christopher Maher and his true body intelligence work. So that was last November. I was there for for a few weeks and I was there again in March. And I was for my friend who I met doing team coaching training actually in Amsterdam. She's Albanian and lives in Tirana and in Golem. And her family. Yes, you know, (gasps) Mereda.
0: Okay, now it's a very small world. Okay.
2: Well, there we go. The universe is linking us up as, as it tends to. Um, yeah, so I went with Mereda down to Saranda. I drove through the mountains of Albania because she didn't want to drive. We ate wild honey and, oh, it was all fantastic. I loved it.
0: Oh, so, oh. there we go. <laughs> no, I'm getting all emotional. <laughs> Let's
2: get it out, about... woman.
0: <laughs> Coming back to your story, Carry <laughs> <Yvonne. laughs> uh, on. change.
1: So what I hear in your story is the courage and also like just hearing the vibe of these places that you've been to, these experiences that you've offered yourself. There is something huge coming up for me around spontaneity and the courage to go with what wants to happen in the moment. How have you managed to access and live like that? Um,
2: it's, it's curious. I, it's a, I've learned in a way and I've had encouragement from uh, coaches and, and and Chris this guy Chris who I mentioned as well so for example like I, I'm now currently in Croatia I've been here for just over a week I was in Romania for a month and I was I, I, I have this Airbnb is booked till Tuesday next week and after that I don't know what I'm doing so I just kind of I have a house in Scotland so I can go go back but I was getting feedback from my guides via my spiritual coach that it wasn't necessarily aligned for me to go back to Scotland so I'm like okay well where is it aligned for me to go and I had a real sense of wanting to come back to Croatia because I love Croatia and it's it's warmer it's drier and so yeah I've I've landed I landed back in Dubrovnik last last Tuesday and I (laughs) I just sort of try and follow the signs. There was lots of signs around going to Mexico. Don't get me wrong, I have anxiety. (laughs) I'm not like all skipping down the street. Like two nights ago, I was like, what on earth am I doing? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I feel so privileged to have the... the, I I am coaching and working while I'm here and I'm offering stress-free facilitation sessions, which is what I'm now training in as well. So, I am working, but not a lot. It feels like half a holiday, half working, or half healing and integrating. I, I don't have any children, I, even though I was, I was married for 15 years. We, we didn't have any children. So, that gives me freedom. I'm single. I potentially looking for a partner, you know, just putting it out there
1: well, la la. to the
2: universe. Uh, well, no, not potentially. I am. There we go. Let's be slightly more uh, requesting of that. And I can work anywhere. And I have, I'm fortunate enough, I have fund savings from my corporate career that I'm using. And that takes courage as well, you know, to be delving into those. And they have a limited, it's a limited pot, but life is worth living. And yeah, I, I, I don't believe we only get one shot now. I think our soul gets multiple opportunities to have. But this lifetime in this body, I get one shot. And so... Why not follow it and not and, and follow my dreams or follow my heart rather than what others may perceive I should
0: do hmm. or culture perceives I should do. I love the freedom that you're talking to. And and also there is a sense of surrender as well when you talk to, to that. And and I also picked up on that where you said, you know, sometimes you are in that place of ooh, what's next, how being in that uncertainty a little bit and I heard you also saying uh you know your spiritual guide and then you the signs and spirituality around you so what I'm curious about is when you're in that place of insecurity and kind of testing the waters and knowing what do you trust most for me
2: it's a a combination it's always a combination It's almost like I, I'm quite analytical in my head. I've probably spent too much time in my head, but what I, I can give you a really clear example. So last year I was in Mexico, um, over Christmas and New Year and I didn't know what to do next. And I knew my, my accommodation was finishing on the 16th of January and it was new coming up for new year. My, my mind comes up with different options like, maybe I can stay in Mexico, maybe I go back to Croatia, maybe I go to the UK. So I'm kind of thinking through these options using my head, which is not where I make the decision, but I do like the analysis of my head. And then I'm sitting with the different, what do the different options feel like in my heart and my body? And there was a, a, a one evening, it was the day before New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. And I, I just felt the urge to check, how many days am I allowed to stay in Mexico? It was 180 days. Well, that's fine. Then it was like, are there any Airbnbs locally? And, I, you know, I had this thing to look at for ages and I just knocked around to it. And I looked, loads of Airbnbs. And suddenly I went, I'm going to stay in Baja because that's where I was. I'm going to stay here. And my heart and body just opened. And um, my energy went whoosh. And I was so excited. I literally couldn't really sleep that night because I, I, so, so I always, now I'm on the right, not the right, it's the wrong word, aligned track. There's no right and wrong. But when I'm aligned with, my soul is aligned with my purpose and what what my journey is supposed to be, if you like, then I, I get this real, real expansion and excitement. Um, and so I get to how to get to those different and even now I'm trying to do the same thing for next next Tuesday what do I do do I go north do I stay here do I go back to the UK again thinking through the options and then sitting with and waiting and being patient because I want to know potentially now what I'm doing next week but I'm not getting the signs yet so I have to sit and go Well, I'm going to this yoga studio tomorrow, so let's go there, see what the energy's like there. I sense that after that, maybe it will be clearer whether I stay in Dubrovnik or whether I drive north or, yeah, so I, I wait patiently for the excitement to kick in and then I'm like, okay, let's go.
1: Oh, it's funny you should say excitement because I find it very exciting to listen to your process actually. And this dance between the thinking The being, the waiting, the heart space. And also, you know, it seems to me like there's a point in all of that where it assimilates and you just think, fuck it, I'm gonna go for this. And that's the bit I get I'm getting super curious about. What helps you to make that final jump? Because there's so much courage in that.
2: When I get that clear physical body, or not just physical body, the energetic body, yes. It's easy it's, it's hard if I'm not getting a clear yes or no, like coming back a bit to what Magena was saying, like, if there's different. So that's why I have my spiritual coach because I'm still learning to hear my guides. I find them a bit subtle. I maybe will use things to help me hear my guides. So I've got a pendant that I swing for a yes and no. And I've got some tarot cards that I now pull if I, to get some ideas, um but ultimately if I'll chat with my spiritual coach which I did last Tuesday I'm like I'm thinking of staying a week longer in Dubrovnik and she's like yep I'm hearing a yes from your guides I'm like okay (laughs) so you know that's why I have my spiritual mentor coach because at the moment she's guiding me to connect with my guides and also is a bit of a shortcut and when my guides say something I typically listen even if it feels a little bit scary.
0: What I hear from your story that the last two recent years have been quite transformational and and I also see a deeper connection Mm -hmm. with spirituality as well so did that also happen during the last this last two years or Mm -hmm. has it got the roots even before that? I honestly would say it's, it's the first two the last two years
2: have been the beginning of my spiritual journey because up until then I wouldn't necessarily have said I was an atheist, but I would have said that I certainly wasn't religious or in any one religion. I think I had a sense there was something else there, which is why I would never say I was an atheist, but I had no idea what it was. And as a scientist, you know, two degrees, and I had a very analytical scientist scientist husband who wasn't into any of this stuff. If you can't measure it and see it, it doesn't exist. Um, so it sort of almost took leaving him and then starting this work with Christopher Maher, I would say, yeah, it's very spiritual, very connected ethically to some consciousness. And so I've been going down that journey ever since with all sorts of curious avenues of, of investigation, including, say, pick, I picked up my first, well, actually, on leadership in Sitches, there were some tarot cards and we were playing around with them and I pulled three and they have been into, In fact, I shared them with my spiritual coach just yesterday because they still resonate with me now. But my fir- I bought my first tarot cards last August and I only did my first reading for someone else in January. But I, I've done oh, probably 20 or 30 readings for people. And I love love doing readings for people. So I've just been in a reading, uh, a reading of all sorts of material. I've got a friend who's doing a spiritual psychology degree. And uh, She's telling me books, so I'm reading those books, an awesome book for example, uh, Conversations with Jerry and other people I thought were dead, you know, I mean awesome, uh, just some fantastic books about consciousness. loads of podcasts, spiritual podcasts with a guy called uh, Aubrey Marcus, his podcasts are fantastic, he interviewed a guy called Zach Bush and you know again loads more doorways opening new podcasts so it's sort of like step by step and one I get really excited and curious and go Mary Magdalene um a lot of doing I'm reading another of her books now beautiful like and this has opened me up to if you like the original version of Christianity rather than the, the the version we have now sort of before the bible was written 400 years um after the birth of Christ so 400 BC so that version I love Mary Magdalene and Jesua they were all about love and God is within us and that for me just feels wonderful it respects the God and the Goddess this Mother Earth Um, it, it sort of feels more like paganism but I mean I love nature my connection with nature has gone through the roof in the last couple of years as well the respect and love of the trees and their energy and the power and healingness of nature. I love coaching in nature and outside, that for me is my happy place. Writing poetry is where I write poetry best is when I'm outside in nature. Um, I started writing poetry just last year in Croatia. It was my first poem, Um, which to me is part of the spiritual journey of reconnecting to my creative whole self. Uh, So really it has been the last two
1: years. Wow. There's so much opening up throughout your share. I see your hands opening as you speak. I see you opening to all of these different experiences and versions. And I'm really getting curious around what drives your desire to continue to open. Um, Oh, so I just
2: got emotional. So then when I get emotional, I know I'm on the money. So it's that body... It's actually really around being of service to others. Um, so I, <laughs> sorry, no, I'm not going to apologise for getting emotional. It's all welcome. <laughs> exactly. So for me, I have a heart of service. I love serving others and I really want others to be able to make choices like I have, be free like I am. Um, and... be that through coaching or be that through serving them through coaching and also serving them through this stress-free facilitation work that I do, which is all around pulling the stress out of people's bodies. I mean, if you'd have met me two years ago, I can send you a photo afterwards of what I looked like two and a half years ago. I mean, I look completely different. Uh, I look look younger than I did two years ago. Uh, So by pulling all this stress out of my body, so it doesn't come for free. Um, It's taken a lot of effort and energy uh, and investigation and hard work to get here um, and support. So if I can be that support and that light for others, that's what I want to help free them from the tyranny of either the urgent or the uh, fear of uncertainty or being trapped they know there's something else out there or being run by old programs that are stuck in their physical body or emotional body through either past experiences in their life or their their generational lifetimes it this is this powerful distress-free work pulls out all of this stuff and it's absolutely incredible um so for example I did a month in Romania just now, as I mentioned, I was doing one week of training. So it was my level two training for the stress-free facilitation work. And then I was receiving work and also working with others. But one, um, I, I, I went, it sounds really trite, but it, it isn't. So I went shopping in Dubrovnik, the old town last week and bearing in mind, I was there a year ago doing the same thing. So for me, it was a real uh, reflection of how much I've shifted and I, Really, really enjoyed going into little shops in the old town. Now, last year, I hated going into the little shops because I'd feel really almost guilty if I didn't buy something. I wouldn't like going in and having a look. Even buying vegetables at the market, I would feel really nervous about upsetting them if I didn't buy anything or I buy the wrong thing or I feel a fear of being judged, all these inner critic voices. This time it was like quiet. I was happy going into shops I was having a look around I was coming out I was trying things on not buying things none of the old stories going on and on I was like wow you know I mean that's a huge I mean it sounds small but it's huge because that's just a really that's really one example but that means I'm doing that across all of my life so but in a year I've done a lot of deep work to pull out the old behaviors that were driving
1: last year, all those
2: inner thoughts and judgment and criticism and anxiety.
1: Wow, you're really doing the work. You've done the work and it's showing. And I just wanna share the impact you're having right now on me, Claire. That I'm sitting with quite a big decision in my life and there is some uncertainty around it. Like, should I, shouldn't I, what if? <laughs> and actually just you being in your energy is making me tune into the knowingness of the rightness, rightfulness of me making this decision. Um, And that's just because that's what you're embracing. That's who you're being. So I just wanna share that I'm hugely grateful for
0: you taking me there just by being in your presence. And it's funny because you're having the same impact for me because I've also been contemplating a lot this idea of going, traveling around going three months here and three months there and when I hear you know how easy you make it sound as well or maybe possible that's the word Mm -hmm. that it is possible to to make it happen um, I'm very inspired and I'm like yes Mm. oh that's wonderful to hear and I think if we can trust
2: our bodies our bodies are our key to everything and our, we so often let our minds rule the roost and and drive us and then make us feel anxiety or feel things and our feelings are again it's, a, it's a, the chemistry of our brain so it's almost like I know when we I, I don't meditate I meditate this morning for the first time in like months so I'm not and, so I'm not going to preach about meditating. I used to meditate quite a lot just to deal with the stress at work, but I haven't really needed to. But it reminded me of dropping into the meditation this morning of how, yes, we're, it's around observing our thoughts, but also it's around absorbi- observing our feelings objectively, like stepping back. So we let the thoughts go by, but we can also observe the feelings because the feelings aren't us either. The feelings are a physical response in our body that's come from the mind. So it's stepping back again to both of them is is so... um, powerful and not being because quite often those feelings are feelings of fear or anxiety which are generated from the mind so you've almost got to step away from those and then listen to the heart underneath that
1: um if you can oh my gosh (laughs) like i'm here thinking how on earth do I do that <laughs> I'm such an emotional person so I'm very in contact with my emotions and I know what's there and I know what's present but this objectivity you speak of you know this stepping back is there like a technique or something an insight or a tip you could share with me and our listeners I'm making up as to how you best uh, take that step back mm. well, <laughs> it I, and I
2: it's, it's only because well there's sort of a quick fix but then it's it's actually doing the deeper work really if I'm honest yeah. it's actually changing put, by pulling out the stress body that existed in here has allowed me then to be my more of we talked a little in the in before we actually opened up the call but around human design so for me if we can live an authentic life live our authentic human design profile or start to return to that then that means the anxiety will drop and not necessarily the emotions will drop but we'll be more present to them rather than being of them we can observe them the other thing that I have chosen to do in these two years now it's nearly literally two years almost to the day I've had no alcohol no caffeine no cacao no processed sugar I cut all stimulants out of my out of my diet as part of this healing work I've been doing the stress-free work what that gives me is clarity because in the past when anxiety came in I would eat chocolate ice cream drink alcohol uh, mugs and mugs of tea almost all as band-aids to help me cope Help me keep my head above water. But what that did was actually also at the same time, you keep your head above water, but you bury all the feelings underneath layers. So then they are there and come out in a more disheveled way. So basically, I cut all this stuff out just before lockdown. Then I left my husband. Then I moved out. Then I then lockdown happened. And then and I the only way for me to deal with the emotions was literally to be with them. Mm-hmm. And breathe them through. So, one of the things I do, and I did it this week because I was feeling all a bit up up and down myself, was I went for a walk and I breathe and I'm with the emotion and I breathe it in. I'm with it, I see it, I feel it, and I try and breathe it out the back of my chest. So, I I allow them through me rather than I can't bury them because I don't have anything left to bury them with. And so I I think breathing is the key, is one of the keys. And also, like, even in one of the reasons for, for meditating, I think, is then we can be with that feeling, let it expand, be with it. All it's saying, any of these emotions that we perhaps don't want, in inverted commas, or don't like, we need to have them. But we don't need to have them but we need to be present to them and acknowledge them because they are us as well so it's like thank you I hear you I'm with you I I feel you and this is what I'm going to choose and this is what I'm going to choose and this is what I'm going to choose and keep moving through um yeah and get support (laughs) I, I genuinely think it comes back to let's get on the phone to my coach let's get on the phone to a friend or to family to talk stuff through to help the mind get clearer so that then that can drop into my body
0: what comes across when you speak to me it's very much this commitment to yourself to your truth to your journey to your authenticity I'm very inspired by that and maybe this bringing a little bit back the conversation but when you speak of these two years like what was the igniting point what was the thing that set it on fire that happened to you so basically i've
2: actually got a poem called and it's called one year ago today which was i wrote a year ago so it could be like two years ago today i was on the shores of la literally so basically i flew to los angeles to work with christopher maher that was the trigger and i had 20 hours with him in five days in Los Angeles. And that work, which I'm now trained in, freed me from some long-held fears. One of those fears I'd been carrying was fear of living alone. And it was when that fear was transmuted through working on bodies, we'll have this technique called the body of lights, the verbal technique. I could do it with each of you. We can do it, you can do it on your mum. you can do it on your dad, you can do it on your siblings, you can do it on partners, ex-partners to actually transmute any energy associated with those relationships that may be heavy energy into lighter energy. So heavy energies being anxiety, anger, frustration, to transmuting it into more love-based states, which to higher frequency, which is why my energies and my vibration is high because I've done a lot of this work. So I've pulled out or transmuted the low energy into high frequency energy and when you do that the fears that were associated with the old energies go so I had a real fear about not being on my own and it was on the Friday so I was there well I was there for 10 days but I started working with Christopher on the Monday the Friday morning and it was I think it was the 1st of November so literally this week two years ago I was walking along Marina Del Rey entrance way the sun was coming up and I realized I was going to leave my husband. I just, this moment just dropped in. It was, I'm going to leave Nick. Because the fear of being on my own had gone. So I was no longer held in the marriage that I hadn't been that happy in for a while. And so I was like, I'm going to leave Nick. And then the next moment, again, the energy came. and was like, oh my goodness, I can. where can I live? Oh, I can, I can live anywhere. Whoa. And then it was like, oh, and I can... I don't have to live with all of those boxes of stuff that I don't want anymore. Oh, oh. And so my energy just went up and up and up. And, and if you like, it all sort of steamrolled from there. Then I was I was off of all the stimulants. I was doing, I do exercises every day that pull out the daily accumulated stress. So I work hard. You know, I do probably an hour's, of, hours worth of exercises every day. Um... And then I've continued with the work since as well. I've met with Christopher. One of the reasons that's why I was in Albania, I met with Christopher, why I was in Croatia last year, why I just was in Corfu in the summer, why I was just in Romania was because I was work, meeting up with Christopher who was flying in as a big group of us, that, 12 of us that have been doing the training and getting work to keep elevating my frequency and, I, and to keep them being more and more free to be who I'm supposed to be in the world.
1: Oh, it's just delicious hearing you speak to that. Um, and <laughs> as I hear you, I sort of hear you and see you as an alchemist of energy, you know? There's something <laughs> when you were talking about the transmuting and the elevating and the vibration constantly lifting. There's something in you that seems to just do that and access that with ease. And I just want to acknowledge that because it's quite incredible. Thank you, Sam.
2: Yeah, because we noticed
1: that one of my superpowers
2: is actually being what's called a somatic, somatic transmutative through mirroring. So basically, when I work with individuals doing this verbal body of light technique, I literally um, become part of your energy. And in doing that, I help therefore you transmute energy that your that needs transmuting for you. And my body, I literally feel like I'm I'm you. I'm I'm with you in your energy. And it moves through me. I feel your pains, I feel your aches, I feel, I mean, when I face to face and do one-on-one work, I'm, I'm even yeah, like one lady had cystitis. I'm like, I keep needing, and I'm like going, I keep needing to go to the loo. What's going <laughs> on? She's like, so I get people's physical symptoms in a somatic way. I like by mirroring when I'm with them. So I help transmute their energy through belching, through yawning, through movement to help them shift frequency as well. And then when they leave, I, I you know, I, I put gold around me to, to help protect me so that I'm not in it for too long. So it, I need to take care of my energy, but it's a real superpower that I'm realizing I have, I can, do this for people, and that's what I want to share with the world. Is I mean, wow! I can do it over Zoom. The verbal technique. I don't. I mean, you're doing it cool. now. <laughs> well, I am actually transmuting something in the field at the moment. Yeah. So, I, when I'm with people, I start. It happens automatically. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you're infectious and also like like I have this experience. It's part way like spiritual guru and also completely down to earth. So I feel like whatever walk of life I'm coming from, I could come to you because I know that you know you could help me. So there's something extremely relatable about you too, Claire, Yvonne. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you know, it's this whole this whole thing
2: around we're all the same, but we're all unique, isn't it? Um, so there isn't really, there's nothing special about me. I come from a middle-class family in central England, went to a normal comprehensive school, had, you know, I had a good life, it was nothing, but it wasn't anything special. And yet, but we're all unique and I've been fortunate enough to be shown this path and follow it. And so to be, be able to share that is huge to help liberate other people so that they can be more happy, more content, more free, less stressed. Yeah, and less, actually there's the whole physical pain. I mean, I haven't even mentioned this, but two years ago, one of the reasons I went to go and work with Christopher in in Los Angeles was my my physical body was a disaster. I mean, I was broken. I was getting really major sinus headaches. My back was a mess from, from my pelvis to my neck. Um, I had gut issues, I had arthritis coming in my ankle, um, tinnitus, uh, I mean physically just now. Now I did have a sinus headache yesterday so am I sorted? Not completely but physically I have no musculoskeletal pain. I was running this morning, ran three and a half k this morning. Um, I have my gut issues are much 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 better. I haven't seen an acupuncturist I was seeing acupuncturists every two weeks. I was seeing an osteo every three months. So I was seeing physios just to keep going. And
0: I haven't seen anyone for two years. Wow. wow. <laughs> what a transformation when you put it that like that. But as you said as well, it is deep work, what you're doing. So you, you have put the time, you have put the commitment, you have put the work that it takes to, to get here. And... So what else are you working on right now, you know, with yourself? What do you want to see happening? Yeah, so what's next is, well, one, I am hoping to get sort
2: of completely left field, but I do want to get my poetry book out. Samantha and I took yeah. spoke about this before, but it still hasn't gone too much further. But there's that on the side. But actually, I'm going level three training for the stress-free facilitator training in January. So, and I'm, so that's sort of a main focus, really. Um, So I'm doing practice sessions with people now rolling forward and I'm still coaching. So I'm coaching and I've got, actually do have a space with a couple of clients if anybody's interested. So I'm still coaching. And so those are the main sort of business things that I'm doing really. And what
0: about working with yourself? What's the growing edge now? (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. Well, oh, this is like, oh, I haven't said...
2: So it's around accessing my femininity and my sensuality. And actually, this is what I wanted to talk to Sam about because it really is around harnessing my feminine sexual energy that's going to help access my creativity. And so... I was connected connected with a lady called Michaelo online that does some feminine workshops, and I wanted to ask Sam about the workshop that she just recently did, because that, for me, is another of my superpowers. Again, it's this whole physical body, using my physical body, but keeping going on that, starting to ramp up that knowledge and experience, because that's sort of still a bit of a missing for me.
1: So much juiciness there, and we definitely can share on that, and I would encourage... <laughs> more conversation and I, I really do think with the creative energy it's a lot linked to central energy so the more the more you know yeah definitely
2: and I'm still working with my spiritual coach and it, it's it's almost like I'm waiting for a sign from my guides as to what to focus on and I'm in this it does feel like a holding pattern but it's in around dropping into aloneness and being okay with being on my own and in being, and then that's when I'm going to connect. So that's the biggest challenge, challenge, which is probably why I'm here on my own, not knowing many people is I've got the space. And that takes courage because I can easily start to fill my spare hours with, well, perhaps I need to create clients or, oh, I need to speak to my friends or, oh, I'll go for a run or to fill the day with doing instead of actually dropping in and doing the meditation like I did this morning and and start to connect with my inner truth properly rather than a little
0: bit once a week. And what a role model you are (laughs) of all that, of all that courage and and vibrancy and depth and love and transformation and self-awareness and doing the deep work. So... Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. And it has been such a deep honour to have you in our podcast and you sharing our story with us and our listeners. Well, thank you. It's
2: been lovely to chat with you both and share some of what's going on.
1: Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast.
0: Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook. To experience a deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in next Sunday for
1: your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares.